Amen. Do you love Jesus? How many of you are happy to be here? Are you all happy to be here? Like 100%? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Our God has been speaking mightily, isn't it? Wow, this series that we've been with has been amazing. I did not know, as always, that they become series, you know? And uh, wow, and today we're just going to wrap up on the love of God. Hallelujah. Uh, the love for God. Amen? Uh, that we got to love God. Amen? If this is really the greatest commandment, we got to be worried. Because it must be something that we are measured on. Are you happy to be here? You know, um, it must be something we are what? We are measured on as believers. Hallelujah. We should be concerned. We have seen what it means to love God with your heart, with all your heart. Amen? We have seen what it means to love God with all your soul. So today we are going to look at loving God with all your strength. Our main scripture has been Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. That says we must love God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our strength or might. How many of you have started loving God with all your heart here? How many of us have started loving God with all our soul? Because now we know what it means. If you don't know, please grab the audio, the past two audios, please. Make sure they, are, they circulate in the groups and so on. There's no excuse. Hallelujah. Lately, I've been listening to my messages because they actually pop up on my WhatsApp and I can't avoid. Every time my Bluetooth is connected to my, to my car, it starts playing my messages. So, okay, I have to listen to myself now. What can I do? And I realize how much you are blessed in this house. The things that I say, I know very little about most of them. I'm just here. Many a times you can see I don't even bring notes. I just come and, and talk to you. Amen? Are you, are you hearing me? Hallelujah. So today we are looking at Loving God with all our strength. And we're going to do this by looking at the story. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to look at this, this story in the book of Mark chapter 10 from verse 17. We'll start from verse 17. Who's going to read for us here? Yeah. Okay. How many visitors we have today? Let me see our visitors. Just lift up your hand. If you are a visitor in the house today. Wow, beautiful. Hallelujah. Let's clap hands for them. You're welcome. I'm Apostle Munama. But again, if you forget my name, it doesn't matter. I'm not the most important person in the house today. Jesus is. As long as you remember that Jesus loves you. Hallelujah. Okay, let's read Mark chapter 10 from verse 17. Now, as he was going out on the road, uh -huh. one came running, yes. knelt before him, uh -huh. and asked him, yes. Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Verse 18. I love the fact that he knows he's a good teacher. He's a good teacher. Hallelujah. He's a, he's a what? He's a, he's a good teacher. Amen. Continue reading. Verse 18. Uh -huh. So Jesus said to him, Yes. Why do you call me good? Yes. 
No one is good but one. Yes. That is God. Yes. Verse 19. Now, look at the humanity of Jesus Christ. He doesn't take credit for that. Like many of us, when somebody tells us, you know, you're so good, yeah? Say, so, wow, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because that's what we want to hear, isn't it? Thank you. Thank you, yeah? Thank you. You can see, like, your eyes going, thank you. Because that's what you wanted to hear. Look at your neighbor say, oh, God help me. Because that's what you want. You know, the problem is that that's how people get tempted. If you don't get it, you're going to be sad. You can see the excitement that if we did not say it, this one was going to be had. Are you, are you hearing me? Say, so I don't call me good. He's good. He's a good teacher. But hey, don't, don't call me. I'm working on it. Isn't it humility? Isn't it humility? I don't think you have arrived. Oh. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, good people, are you in the service? Amen. When somebody uh, pat you on the shoulder, you have to say, okay. You know, give the credit to him. You say, okay, let your eyes be on him, not me. He's teaching us. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. We're going to be corrected, isn't it? Next time you, somebody says you are good at anything, just, just wait before you get too excited. Just humble yourself. Hallelujah. Continue, ready? Verse 19. Uh-huh. You know the commandments. Yeah. Do not commit adultery. Yes. Do not murder. Yes. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Uh-huh. Do not defraud. Yes. Honor your father and your mother. Uh-huh. Verse 20. Mm-hmm. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Now, yeah. listen. <laughs> Jesus Christ goes through a list of commandments. And he goes through them. And then the guy says, I'm doing well there. I'm good. How many of us think we're doing so well in this thing and you don't realize that we have become more religious than ever? You don't even see that you're missing and lacking something. Are you here? So he says, I've kept all that. I've been very religious. I've been, I've been, no, don't worry about those ones. I'm okay. Now, I want you to notice something that of, of all the commandments that he listed, he did not list what he himself has said is the greatest command. He didn't. But why didn't he do that? Why didn't he even start with it? You don't even see it. Are, are you here? He said, this is the greatest commandment. Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your... But here comes this man and says, hey, I want to inherit the kingdom of God. I mean, he was concerned and rightfully so. So we should be. Where do we stand? Are we still on, on track? Are we going to make heaven? Tell me, but do you sometimes stop and say, am I going to make heaven? By the way, we are in the last days. We are in the last of the last days. We, have, we, have, we are near the end. Because what we are seeing now is the signs of near the end. It's not the end. These are signs of near the end. The Bible says, when you see these things, you must know that the end is near. But it's not the end. Oh, are you here? So we are there, but not quite. But we don't know. You know, somebody said to me, Pastor, why are you saying he's coming now, now? Because look, I still have things to do. I say, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I mean, there will always, when Jesus Christ comes, there will always be somebody who has not finished this business. No. So we cannot be helped by you. 
Because you still want to marry. Oh, these people are very... Uh, are you here? Are you in the house of God? Are you okay? Are you okay? Uh, no, please, I still need to finish my degree. I still... Well and good, do the things that you ought to do in the world. Don't wait for Jesus. Because some people make a mistake of not doing nothing. And waiting for God, Jesus Christ to come. Huh? But do what you ought to do. But know that here you could be interrupted. Suddenly. The Bible says it's going to be sudden. Yeah. Third year of your degree. Suddenly. Yo. Say neighbor. On your way to honeymoon, suddenly. Somebody said, God forbid. Some said, God, God forbid. I said, God forbid. Are you in the house of God? Because we don't know the time. Who knows the time? No one. It could be any time. I could accept anything, but not on my, on my way to honeymoon, please have mercy on me. Do you, do you love Jesus Christ? So Jesus Christ is come. So this, this young man is very worried. Hallelujah. Am I going to make it? I'm going to make the cut. What's going to happen? Hallelujah. So, in verse 20, it says all these things, isn't it? Let's continue reading. Verse 21. Uh -huh. Then Jesus, looking at him. Listen to Jesus, the master teacher. Say the master teacher. The good teacher. Excellent teacher. Wow, I love Jesus. Oh, there is no teacher like him. Amen. Listen to what he says. Then Jesus, uh -huh. looking at him. Uh-huh. Loved him. Yes. And said to him, uh -huh. One thing you lack. One thing you lack. One thing you lack. And, 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 and listen to this. He says, One thing you lack. But he's going to give, give him a commandment in a practical way. Continue reading. Go your way. Uh -huh. Sell whatever you have. Uh -huh. And give to the poor. Yes. And you will have treasure in heaven. Now it says, go your way, sell all that you have. And you'll have what? Treasure in heaven. Now it says, sell all what you have. Underline, sell all what you have. What was he talking about? He is addressing the, the greatest commandment which says what? Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul. But you see, this man loved God with all his heart. Yeah. He loved God with all his soul. But Jesus Christ knew it very well that he left on the last lap of this commandment, which is loving God with all your strength. Because you see, his riches represented his strength. The things we have accumulated in the world represent our strength. It represents our hard work. It represents our sweat and blood. They are strength because they define us. They define who we are in the world. People respect us because of these things. This man thought about all these things. And look how he responds. Verse 22. Uh -huh. But he was sad at this word. Yes. And went away sorrowful. For he had great possessions. Now he went away angry, sorrowful. This man could not be separated from his wealth. Now, I want, I want to show you something here. Now, Jesus Christ continues to explain, I love him. Say, I love you, teacher. He doesn't, and now when this guy is gone, the disciples begin to get worried, and the crowds around, listen to what they say. Verse 23. Uh -huh. 
Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, mm -hmm. How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. Verse 24. Uh -huh. And the disciples were astonished at his words. Yes. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. Verse 25. Uh -huh. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus Christ takes his brother to explain to his disciples that here is the problem. Amen? Uh, he uses an example. You see, when, when, when the Bible chooses an image or it chooses an animal, it chooses, there's a reason for that. Don't just go over and say, why did he choose it? Why camel? Okay, camel, and you go on saying about No. When, when God chooses something, it symbolizes something. You better understand everything about that thing if you want to learn. Are you hearing me? Why, in, why, why, why a camel? What is it with a camel? Now, before we go there, are you here? Are you ready to hear this? Are you ready? He talks about the eye of the needle. Now, those who are the uh, uh, students of the Bible, you'll understand that there have been many explanations for the eye of the needle, that it was actually not the, uh, the needle that you know. He was talking about something else that existed at the time. They say that there they were, they were, they were holes in the walls of the city that were so small that you can only go through it. You can't... Only it's enough for an, a person to go through. You can't go through it with a luggage. You understand that? But that's an explanation. Not many people agree that that is the situation. Okay? That such a thing, there's no proof that they ever existed. That's what I'm talking about, students of theology. That you need to, you know, to, 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 to understand everything. What was happening at the time? Why was he talking about the eye of the needle? And everybody seems to understand what he was talking about. But you sit here, you're thinking, the, the needle, a camel, it's it just... Are, are you hearing me? Amen. I think that's a plausible explanation, isn't it? Amen? But there are people who think that is not, it cannot be proved that such a thing ever existed. But it doesn't take anything from the explanation, isn't it? Because Jesus Christ was saying the same thing. Now, why a camel? Now, we all know a camel that what identifies. First of all, a camel is a one animal that, is a part that can survive desert life. It can go on up to nine months without food, without water, because of the way it is. And you know where is this strength of it? It's in the hump. So the hump is the strength of this animal, but yet it's the thing that makes it look big. Oh. You can never imagine a camel without a hump. What do you call it? Ask your neighbor, what do you call an animal without a hump? A horse? A donkey? That's why a donkey is not in the desert. Can I talk to somebody here? Yeah. Are you following me? We're, we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. So, so the strength of the camel is in what? Is in his hump. So what is a camel without a hump? In other words, he's saying, now in that hump, a camel is able to store food. It's able to store a, a, a fat that can actually uh, sustain this animal for up to nine months in the hump. That's what makes it survive in those areas, the hump. Oh, Jesus Christ. And this is the thing that makes you identify. I hope if you are spiritual, you will hear me. There are things that identify you in the world that is your strength. But if you cannot be separated from them, you are in trouble. Okay. Are you hearing me? You know, some of us cannot even imagine... A life without a car, because everybody knows you to be this guy that drives this thing. Oh, can I talk to somebody here? 
You cannot see yourself without that beautiful house because everybody in your street knows you by that beautiful house. Because it stands out in that street. It's your hump. It symbolizes your strength. It symbolizes your hard work. But you see, Jesus Christ came to this young man and, and saw that he has a problem of a relationship with what he has called. Because you see, a camel, you cannot separate it from a hump because it's never going to be a camel. Are you hearing me? But this man was to be separate. This man, Jesus Christ, addressed the problem. Where the problem is, which was the one of a relationship with riches. There's no problem with riches. Tell anybody, there's no problem with riches. Say, I'm actually going to have more money. Jesus Christ did not talk to this man that way because he was rich. No, it's because he had a wrong relationship with his riches. You think Jesus Christ would go around looking for rich people and say, you, you're not going to go to heaven. You, you're not going to go. You, what? You're not going to go to heaven. No. In fact, God wants us to be rich. We see it through the Bible. He wants us to be rich. Hallelujah. Who's going to look after the poor? If there's not, he wants us to be rich. But the reason why he spoke to this man about it, and we can see his response, was his relationship with money. Was his relationship with his strength. Now, if you look at the, at the, at the, at the Hebrew word for strength, from that uh, Matthew... Um, from that uh, 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 book of Deuteronomy, the strength, the Hebrew word for it is maudeka. Say maudeka. In some, it will say translation miod, M-E-O-D, miod. Now, miod means abundance. Hallelujah. So, in other words, God says that you have to love God with your abundance. Amen. Love God with what? With your abundance. Say my abundance. You have to love God with all you, you have. You know, you need to get to a point as a Christian to realize that I am what I am because he has made me what I am. You see, there are people with money, they think that it's their hard work. If you think like that, you are in trouble. How many people work hard and they don't make money? Oh, say, neighbor, what do you think about me? Don't be so quiet. What do you think about me? <laughs> do you think I'm, I'm lazy? Because I find it as an insult sometimes when people talk like that. This year, because we, we work hard. Hey, who does not work hard? Some people who have got money work less than people who don't have money. Work hard. This mentality that everybody who does not have money is lazy. Ah, you're lazy. That's why you don't have money. No. Say never, no. If you do that, you have a problem with the strength issue. You're too proud about your own strength. You forget that added to hard work is the grace of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Added to that is what? Is the grace of God. Amen. So we've got to love God with what? With all that we have. Amen. You see, when you really love God, you must understand that, you know, there are people God will never tell them do that because they don't have any problem. So never, say never, if God tells you to do that, it means you have a problem. Okay, let me put it this way. If God comes to you with a challenge, something to do, and it's too hard for you, he's helping you. Are you hearing me? There were other rich people that you would not have said, this one needed to hear it because this is the very thing that will cost him his life in heaven. Hallelujah. 
So if God came to you and said, leave your job to go and do one, two, three, and you feel, I would rather leave this church or leave this God, then you have a problem. Because you don't realize that you have got no strength apart from God. You have got no strength apart from, apart from God. Hallelujah. Are you hearing this? Are you hearing this? Say, my strength come from God. Say, my strength come from God. It speaks of muchness. It speaks of the force. It speaks of the abilities that we have from God. Amen? Say, they all come from God. A person who is, if there is anything in your life that you think without it, you will not make it. You have got a wrong relationship with it. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you listening. If there is anything in your life that you think without it, you cannot do nothing. You have a wrong relationship with it. That's an area you got to love God more. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? The Greek word for uh, the Greek word for um, strength or might in the New Testament. Now, you hear me saying Greek word, Hebrew word. The reason I do that is because this scripture appears in both Old and the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, it's written in Hebrew. So in the New Testament, the original was written in, in, in Greek. So because we don't want to lose the meaning, uh, we have to then go to the original words. Hallelujah. So this word... Is iskas, say iskas, the Greek word is iskas, which also means ability, strength, but there's something else that I want us to look at today that comes from that explanation. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Christians, we have to understand that everything that we have and that we have acquired in the world is because God has allowed us to do that. And, and the moment we are showing signs that we are losing that sight, we start to run into problems. We have to understand that we got to love God with all our strength. Hallelujah. You see, I love Jesus Christ because he did not come to this guy and say, love God with all your strength. You know, like many of us, say, I do love God with my strength. I clap my hands in church. I jump. I sweat for you, Jesus. That's my strength. Are you hearing me? He didn't say that. He didn't quote him that scripture. He gave them the practical thing. He's a teacher. You know, many of us, we come to church, we get excited by scriptures, but we have got no take-home message. There's no homework. Hmm. There's no homework. There's nothing to go and say, hey, Jesus Christ didn't give him the scripture. He, told, he gave him practical things. Go sell everything, young man. What kind of preaching is this one? Are you hearing me? There's the kind of preaching that you feel from church, you know, hey, my life from here is either, uh, look, I must decide now. Am I talking to somebody here? You feel like now I must decide what I want. It's clear. You either go turn left or turn right. Am I talking to somebody here? So Jesus Christ gave him a practical, so, okay. Not even going to tell you, code that, because if we go on like this, you're going to say, yeah, I've done that as well. No. Let me give you practical things. Go sell everything. Whatever you think you are obeying God, do you think it measures up to God? 
Say neighbor, even if you don't say amen, it's all right. Amen. I'm preparing you for heaven. Amen. For earth, you're already okay. Your blessings are coming. Amen. Our people. I say for earth, is no, no issue. Amen. Yeah, our blessings are coming. Who believes what I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're knocking on your door. That's not an issue. Amen. We're now preparing you for what? For heaven. Are you in the house of God? Say Iskas. Say Iskas. There is something about Iskas definition or transliteration that is very remarkable and it's called influence. Now, I want you to listen to me carefully here. Say influence. Your strength is your influence. Your strength is your influence. Now, you'll understand that not everybody is going to be a preacher. Not everybody is going to stand in front of people and preach. But one thing for sure, God will give you something that will make people follow you. Can I talk to somebody? God will give you something that will make you stand out. That's your strength. And people get interested in you. In you. Hmm. Say strength is influence. I mean, right now there are people who make money from influencing others. If you go to Instagram, there are people called influencers. It's a job. Oh, come on, talk to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, do you know influence? There's something called influenza, and it's a job. Not influenza, man. Influence. <laughs> and they get, they get paid thousands and millions. From what? Say, neighbor, you are busy studying. People are influencing people. And making money. I want that tithe from influencing people. Oh, people, let me speak to you. As I'm waiting for that tithe, 10%. Oh, you're influencing people. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we going to have influencers here? Amen. When God gives you strength, it's so that you can influence others. But the problem is, many people don't realize that that strength is from God to influence people in the right direction. Because they use them to make money and so on. Yes, people draw, this thing draw attention to you. Now listen to me carefully. This strength draws attention to you, but it's your duty to deflect it to Jesus. It's your duty to pass it on to him. Lift him up. Are you hearing me? So your strength is your influence. Yeah. There's a reason why some people listen to you. Because they can see that you have succeeded in certain things that they're failing. And they want to be like you. They want to be like you. So if you think you don't influence anybody, I pray that from today may God help you and give you the grace to start influencing people in your life. Now, I want to tell you a story of this young man. I still call him a young man. He's in his 30s now. As long as you are younger than me, you are a young man. Do you listen? Are you listening to me? Whether you're 40 something, as long as you are younger than me, you're what? You are a young man. When I'm 80, I'll still call people who are in their 60s young men. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Yes. This young man is in his 30, late 30s now. He's a businessman. Well-known, young black man called Vusi Tembegwai. Very influential young man. 
And one thing I like about him is that every time he gets a chance to be on the stage, he talks about Jesus before he talks about anything else. He lifts Jesus high. His net worth now is almost close to a billion. About 40 million estimated, 40 million dollars. His net worth, somebody says, okay, even 1% of that money. Oh, Jesus. Are you hearing me? But you see, it's easy for people like him, having started from a very, very, very poor background. I mean, difficult situation. You know, he was born in Benoni, I think, some Benoni. And when they were very young, his father lost business and they had to, you know, he says that from Today, you have been driven in a car and dropped off at school. You know, nice car. Today, tomorrow, they were using a taxi. That's how life changed in his life. But he started to learn. But you see, these kind of things are the things that one day will make somebody think it's my hard work. Nothing, everything was against me. Hallelujah. His father was killed when he was young for a cell phone, murdered for a cell phone, and he grew up like that. And today, he's, he's a well-known international speaker, and if you hear how he started, he was just, he was being punished to, to speak, give a speech as a punishment at school. Then he realized he can speak, and influence people through his speech. And then the, the, the dream was born, and today he makes money to speak for a visit to come and speak, you pay. Are you, are you hearing me? I mean, this is business, business people and so on, not just business meetings and so on. But this man, despite all this, today when he stands up, he talks about Jesus. He talks about God. He uses that platform to influence people to God. His money, his strength. That is his strength. That's why people listen to him. He has got money. But he's not proud of the money. He still put Jesus Christ first. Many of us will not do that. The moment we become successful, God is no longer... Um, so interesting in our life. It's no longer that cool to be God. I was saying this morning that I believe that our, you see, our generation, you see our generation, you see me, I'm like the other generation. You see what I mean? <laughs> our generation, we grew up thinking that Christianity is associated with some struggles. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we grew up like that. But I know that our children are going to find it cool to come and park a Lamborghini at church. Are you hearing me? And they will not feel anything wrong with it. But our generation feel that if you that successful, better go on, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a trip somewhere. On a Sunday, just have some speedboat and water, whatever, 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 whatever. That's what they do when they've got money. That's our generation. But these ones, they, they would not think there's anything. It's part of life. They'll be so rich. I say our children will be so rich. They'll be so rich. Hallelujah. After service, when the cars leave, it have a brew, pa, 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 pa. After service. Are you hearing me? It won't be this thing of saying, okay, told him pushing, but I told him pushing. Am I talking to somebody here? Or do you really believe that our children are going to be different? Hallelujah. 
And I believe part of our struggles is, has been our relationship with money. Truth must be told. Truth must be told. Some things you just have to take the devil out of them. Because as long as we were poor, we wanted God. But the moment our lives improved, God was no longer necessary. We become hectic. Our schedule becomes full. Ah, I want to be concerned. I pray that our children are going to rise above this. They won't have to be told, go sell your riches. Because they will have a good relationship with money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray that you too, you'll begin today to raise them in a wealthy environment in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, everything that God does is for you. Every commandment is not for God, it's for you. Tell your neighbor, every commandment is not for God. It's for you to keep you, to protect you. Are you hearing me? Anything in this world that you don't have a good relationship with will kill you. It will not become a blessing. It will kill you. Hallelujah. So God is trying to help you so that you don't have wrong relationship with the things of this world. So that you continue to grow and be blessed in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. I see that your relationship with your strength is changing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you love Jesus Christ? Amen. God has been working and has never stopped working in your life. I say God is working in your life. Do him a favor. Don't look at what God is doing and think you are the one doing it. Don't try to own God's work in your life. Uh, come on, somebody has to humble himself here. Look at what you are doing in your life and say, this is God doing it. Are you sweating? Yes, you are sweating, I agree, but it's still God doing it. Imagine if he wasn't doing it, how much were you going to sweat? You're not going to succeed. Amen. You would have collapsed trying to achieve things in the world. How many people have collapsed? How many people have run mad? How many marriages have been broken by people trying to work hard? And it never worked. They've paid more for it. They've paid dearly for it. But here you are, by God's grace, you have made it in life. Don't forget, don't have a wrong relationship with your strength. Know that God wants you to love him with all that. Be ready to be deployed anytime and leave your riches behind. Then you have got a good relationship. If God said to you, ask your neighbor, if God said to you, leave your house today, go to Uganda, will you go? Say, be honest with me, will you go? What is he saying? He said, God cannot say that to me. <laughs> you know, one day, one day, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Dick, Dick Howard Mills, he, he was saying that, uh, you know, I think he was talking to the pastors, and, you know, and I think he was talking to the pastors, if I remember very, the story, because he has got pastors all over the world. And he was telling them, 
you know, um, I think God said to him, you know, this one is going to Italy, this one is going to Rome, I mean, to, to Italy, this one, Australia, you know. And when he came to this brother, he said he was going to, to Congo, and he said, God forbid! That's him. He said it's a true story. He prayed that it cannot be. Are you hearing me? Can you live your life now when God says, it's God. I'm not talking, it's not me. I'm telling you, it's God speaking. Live your life now. Live it. Live. Whatever you have is your house. Give it to the poor. Don't give it to a family member. Give it away. Come with me. I want to start with you a new life in Congo. How many of you will say yes, Lord? Like you are excited now. How many of you say thank you, Jesus? You are a faithful God. No one. Only one. Oh my God. Two. Oh, Jesus. Now, go and pray. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Go and pray because this is a problem. Some people, okay, they hide behind prayer because they know that it's not going to happen. <laughs> they say they are praying. Hallelujah. It's like when you propose a lady says, I'm going to pray about it. They are just saying that they can't tell you they don't like you. And in three weeks, they are still praying. Oh, sister, I'm still waiting. Three months, sister, I'm still waiting. Yeah, you know, you know the answer, isn't it? You know the answer. Are you, are you here? Now, if, practical thing, if God said to you today, everything that you have, remember, if you know that He's the one that built your empire. He can start another empire and elsewhere with you. <laughs> How many of you, you are prepared to take your jacket only out of everything you have? Just your jacket. Just what? He said to them, don't take anything. Don't take anything. Just go. Wherever they welcome you, bless them. Where they don't, just dust off your, your feet and move on. Are you hearing me? What I'm saying to you is that what is in question today is how much you love God with your strength. How much? How much are you prepared to part with for God's sake? How much? And I can tell you, if you have got problem with those issues, I can more or less tell you how limited are your blessings. Okay, I've spoken the word of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, in, in, in the center of all the troubles that people have in this world, the sleepless night, the worry, worry over riches, worry over your job, worry over those things, it's the issue is this one. You cannot have peace in this world until you give everything to him. So when you, this boat starts shaking, you don't like, ah, because whatever I do anyway, they are with him. Are you hearing me? He's teaching you life. So if you can live it, the devil will also not care about it because you don't, you don't care losing it. Hello. I say if you can live it, the devil will also not trouble it because he knows he won't have any problem. So Jesus is helping us to have peace in the world. Amen. Amen. To have what? Peace. He's saying, 
things that you gather in this world have a good relationship. Make sure. Because the enemy is waiting to see. You shake them, then you stop praying. You stop coming to church. You start getting depressed because he has shaken them. But those that are safely in God's hand, devil cannot shake. Because you know that your life don't depend on them. May somebody enter that peace and that rest today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Paul is a good example. He says, I've had all of them. Me, I've got, there's sometimes I did not have. I mean, this Vos September guy we are talking about, you know, this guy lost in one bad investment that he made, he lost 260 something million dollars in a bad investment. Gone. <laughs> what is 250 million dollars? Five, five billion? It's, it's five billion? Almost five billion? Lost. Some of us will, will be in a psychiatric hospital. We'll be on a pill right now. The nurses will be bringing it. It's time for a pill, my brother. At that time, you don't even know your name. Like you're mad. Because you don't see how you're going to come out of this. Hey, if you know how you went into it in the first place, coming out of it is not a problem. Because God that put you there will take you out. Are you hearing me? Yeah. He's able to pick himself and go because he knows, hey, these things, they don't define me. Some of us, we just don't see ourselves without the hump. That thing that everybody can see about us and admire. Our strength. It's a target of the devil if it's not properly dedicated to him. Let's give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, bless God, bless God, bless God, bless God, bless God. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, bless him, bless him. Bless him, bless him, bless him. Oh, bless him. Bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Oh, oh, bless him. Oh, let's love him, let's love him, let's love him, let's love him. Let's love him, let's love him, let's love him, love him with everything. Lift up your hands and just begin to, to appreciate God. And take this moment to commit everything in your life to him. Everything, just about everything. Somebody might say, but I don't have nothing now. In your heart you have got a lot of things. Commit them in your Just commit them. Even the things that you have not seen with your eyes yet, commit them to him so that they are safe in his hands they are not a target of the devil to try and unsettle you in life and, and leave you with peace and worry over it whether it is your job whether it is your qualification whether it is whatever whatever successes that you have begin to commit them begin to commit them to God everything, everything, everything committed to God committed it, committed it your money your businesses. Commit it to God. Give it to Him. Tell Him that, Lord, this is yours. Whether you take it or you don't take it, this for me, this is, this is yours. This is yours. Bless Him with Him. It is all His. It is all His. It is all. Love Him with Him. They're all His. Your strength, your abundance, your successes, they're all His. They're all His. Give them back to Him and have rest. Give them back to God and have rest. Give them back to God. Give them back to God. Give them back to God and have rest. Give them to Him. Give them to Him. Everything, everything in your heart. Just give them to Him and have rest. Don't be sad like this man who went away 
Give it to him. Right now, give it to him. Everything about you. Everything. You will see. You will see something that you have never seen before in your life. Give it to him. Everything. Look at the things that you have. Look at the things that you have accomplished in this world. Look at them and say, thank you, Jesus. This is all yours. I've got nothing to do with this. This is all yours. This is all yours. This is all you, Lord. Look at the beauty of your life. Look at every, every blessing. Look at you. You look good. You look glorious today. Look at the things that you have. Begin to bless God with them. Give them to God. Give them to God. Own nothing. Claim nothing. Everything is God. Everything is about God. Give it to Him. Give it to Him. Whether it is whatever it is. Just give it to Him. Pray that you shall be separated from this strength today. Your own strength. Your own monies. Your own obedience. Your own abilities. Your own expertise. Your own everything. Your own everything. Get separated from it today. It will be Jesus from today. Not you anymore, but Jesus Christ. Give it to him, 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 give it to him. After this prayer, many will be ready to rise to the next level. Many will be right to lay hold of the greater things. Many will be ready to hold on to greater things because your life don't depend on these things. God will release more into your life because you don't hold on to anything. Oh, Pray, 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 pray. Give it to God. The limitations in life sometimes is because of holding on to things. Holding on to things. Release them to God. Release them to God. Whatever God says you will do, you will do. You will do. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. Release it, release it. Release everything, release it. Oh Lord God, I personally release everything. All oh, the things that I hold dearly for dear life. Lord God, I'm willing to relinquish that power unto you, Lord God, oh Father, my own strength. Oh, you are the horn of my life. You are my strength. You are my strength. You are everything that I am. You are everything that I do. Everything, every ability. Every ounce of strength in me comes from you, Lord. I am nothing without you. I'm able to do things because you gave me strength. Because you gave me strength. Because you give me strength. Because you give me strength to do things. Lord God Almighty, separate me from today. Oh, let me have a good relationship with my successes. I'll never look at them as the reason for my survival. I'll never look at them and say, this is the reason for who I am. Lord God, I'll not let anything define me in this world except you. I'll not let riches give me a position in this world. I'll not let anything from this world give me a position. The position that I have is from you. And it cannot be manipulated by anything material in this world. Lord God, we pray in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord God Almighty. We pray, we pray, we pray. We pray, Lord, we pray. Oh, Lord, we pray. May our being rest and be in you, Lord. May we be defined by you, who you are, and nothing else to us. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. Give God a hand of praise. Say this word. I will not allow anything. Not successes. Not money. To define my status in this world. Say my status is well defined in Jesus and is not changed by external things. Say whether I live in a mansion in a mansion or I live in a shack. 
I'm still a child of God. I drive a small car or a big car, I'm still a child of God. They don't give me any status. I give them status. You know, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. That's what is happening now. One of my sons in the ministry. I find it amazing and I believe this will happen to many of you, all of you. He has not been working. And he has got a a sound system and I'm sure one day you'll give testimony of how his life has unfolded. I'm just mentioning this one because it's so relevant to what I'm saying to you. He has got a small sound system and it's not even you understand what I'm saying a small sound system. Not the wow sound system. Speakers and whatever. To his amazement he was asked by Metro FM to come and to bring you speakers. And, and he says, my speakers, in Joburg there are no sound. I mean, you know the kind of sound that is in Joburg. They will pass Joburg and come to somebody in the valley and ask for a sound system. I want to show you that it's you who gives value to the things that you have. I'm telling you, you will drive a Corolla and somebody will come to you and say, I'll, I'll pay anything for this car. What do you mean? I'll pay anything for this car. Are you sure? Even if it's 500,000, I'll pay. Oh, you don't, 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 don't underestimate this God. You know, when this God wants to humble you, he will humble you. He will embarrass you with a blessing. Oh, are you ready for the embarrassment? They'll come to you and say, can I buy this shoe from you? Man, this shoe, I've been wearing it for three years. No, I don't mind. You don't realize that you have just given value to that shoe. Can I talk to somebody in the house? Because... When you wear your, your shoes, you don't looking for, you're not looking for people to approve you. You're just wearing it because you like it. But when people see you, they think, hey, this shoe makes you who you are. No, it's the other way around. You make that shoe what it is. Come on, can I talk to somebody in the house here? This is the great power we are talking about. Somebody has to believe it. When you sell your car, you will sell it. Hey, they'll give you more money than the new car of that car. Oh, are you here? Say, if it's up to you, you believe it or not, it's your problem. It's not my problem. Me, I want to believe it. Hallelujah. Are you, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Why do people will want to hire something from you even if it costs more? They will say they don't care because it's more. You look at it, it's not even as good as others in the market. But they want yours. I say they want yours because you have a good relationship with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, 
Ah, from today you're going to have to, to rest in your life. Ah, you're going to rest from today. You're going to rest from today. You're going to rest. You are going to rest from today. You're going to rest from today. I'm going to rest. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's not, nothing in this world that's more valuable than you. Even a Lamborghini is not more valuable than you. It's not. Tell your neighbor it is not. The Lamborghinis of this world are crying so that you may drive them. You didn't hear what I said. They are calling for your name. Because you will make them Lamborghinis. Oh, are you in the house of God? God is ready to make things move in any direction that he wants to with people who have got a good relationship with the things that he gives them. That is the story. And that is your story. Come on, give God a hand of praise.